Paul Desain. Welcome to Talent Tales, the show where I interview leaders who have brought design thinking to their talent and HR practices. In today's episode, we have a special guest on the show. I am joined by Shira Ben-Cohen, who is a global experience designer at Intel. Welcome all the way from Israel, Shira. Hi, thanks for having me. We are excited. I think yes, you're our first guest from Israel, so this is exciting. So tell us, what's your story? <laughs> okay, <laughs> so I'm an experienced designer and a strategist. Uh, in the last 10 years, I'm specializing and focusing on talent management solution in the HR world, uh, working for tech companies and corporates. The current one is Intel. I work at the Global Talent Acquisition Group, and throughout the years, I brought and utilized a human-centered approaches and used design thinking and service design as my framework uh, to solve complex problems in the talent space. Um, I'm also very lucky to teach design thinking, both at Intel for employees and outside at Jolt, which is a business school for the self-made with campuses in Tel Aviv, London, and New York, helping the individual grow their career by upskilling themselves uh, with the 21st century skills needed in today's market, mm -hmm. which design thinking is one of them. And I'm super passionate about experience design and how it could solve problems in organization. Um, my passion uh, around it brought me to learn those methods, but then also share my learnings and insights uh, with my colleagues and uh, at the local HR and design industries. Um, I had the honor to speak in various conferences, publish few articles, mm -hmm. and co-establish also a local community for service designers and enthusiasts in Israel. And uh, today consists more than 500 designers already. So that's very cool. Yeah, I think I found out about you because of an article you wrote about, yeah. and we'll get to that in a little bit, using design thinking talent acquisition. But mm -hmm. before we get into that, so you mentioned service design. Can you share with our audience what that is and how it's different from design thinking in your mind? Mm -hmm. Right. Great question. So uh, service design, like design thinking, is a collaborative method. Also allows uh, multidisciplinary teams to work together on a common problem and visualize it end to end. And by that, helps um, organizations see their services from a customer perspective, which is very similar to design thinking, right? And, and the journey maps we use. So however, uh, in service design, most importantly, you can also visualize the problem at a deeper uh, level, not just the end-to-end -end that we call the, the front stage, mm -hmm. but map the problem surface to core, like the backstage. Mm -hmm. And in that way, um, we can balance the needs of the customer with the needs of the business. Mm -hmm. So service design is, is rooted in design thinking mm -hmm. and brings creative and human-centered processes and, and also bringing deeper level of understanding the problem we're 
we're aiming to solve for the organization itself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Thanks. I love that. Thanks for that clarification, because I know we're using a lot of the these terms and many in HR are still new to it. So I always ask when there's these terms that we use to help explain it. So thank you so much yeah. for that. I appreciate that. So uh, a question our audience loves a lot is the creative superpower question. So what's yours? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So um, the service uh, blueprint, uh, even Mm -hmm. Made a sticky note for you. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> so the service uh, blueprinting uh, is the primary mapping tool used in service uh, design process. Um, a service blueprint is a diagram that visualizes the relationship between different uh, service component, people, props, physical or digital evidence, and processes that are directly tied to touch point in in a specific customer journey so mm -hmm. a journey map is like a story that a person has uh that goes from the beginning to an end that chronicles what they see think feel and represent the experience from that uh, person uh, point of view Mm -hmm. For example, your journey to your nearest coffee shop to buy a coffee and everything that happens to you uh, mm -hmm. along the way. A blueprint would be the documenting visually of how the coffee shop experience operates. Uh, mm -hmm. This is showing what the customer uh, experiences well as what is going on behind the scene, which mm -hmm. may or may not uh, be equal to what the, is vis visible to the customer. Mm -hmm. So I can bring example from the hiring space. Mm -hmm. uh, I, ca I can map the, the hiring manager experience in the hiring process and what they have to do in each step this would be uh, a journey map, like in uh, design thinking, but I could also map the backstage steps um, that enable that experience. Let's say mm -hmm. the front stage would be hiring managers, screen candidates from the pipeline, sent to them through the ATS, mm -hmm. right? So the backstage would be sources are attracting, sourcing, organizing that pipeline from the CRM. Mm -hmm. So blueprinting uh, mm -hmm. the service, uh, blueprinting the the service itself. So it gives the organization a comprehensive um, understanding of its service and the underlying resources and processes to make it possible. It's it's a very powerful tool to use. So you are the blueprinting superhero. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like so. uh, yeah, I love that. I don't think we've had that before. So that's, that's very cool. Um, so tell us a little bit about how you discovered design thinking and how you've applied it at Intel. Mm, okay. Um, so part of my responsibility at Intel is looking for new and innovative approaches and, and strategies uh, in what we call trend spotting and trend setting across um, multiple industries in order to understand both my current and future customer needs and perspective and, and then combine that with insights into available solutions. Mm -hmm. So bringing innovation and new technique is, is part of what I do in, in this exploration. 
design thinking was already something that I was familiar with before um, joining Intel. I was testing it out in my previous place. And the funny thing, it's a funny story, <laughs> that I suggested using design thinking in my in the case study that I was given in one of my interviews ah, for this role. <laughs> you know? But yeah. when I arrived yeah, and started the job, I came across service design in one of the researchers. Uh, and I remember reading on Twitter, it was um, Megan Miller's tweet about her journey to mm -hmm. bring service design to Stanford University. Mm -hmm. So I remember when I read it and I saw the video and I, I heard, I, I was so excited because I felt like I found the answer. Yeah. So I, I particularly really think that, thought that the combination of design thinking and service design, those two methods together would uh, help us to deliver the services that we were aiming for. Yeah, it's it's kind of interesting how if we don't come from design thinking, the stories, how people discovered it. And those, you remember those, I have the same. These are like profound moments right. where like a light bulb, bulb went off and the implications in the HR space were like, boom, like mind blowing. And I remember <laughs> the first time too, I was exposed. I had that same light bulb moment. And I'm usually not easily impressed by trends or things like that. <laughs> yeah. um, but I, it just, boom, went off. So it's always right. interesting to hear the stories and people remember when they discovered it. Yeah. No, I remember the day. I remember I, I sat in a coffee shop with my yeah. computer and I was so excited, really. <laughs> I know. It's, it's crazy. It, it's so impactful. <laughs> um, so what were the barriers that you encountered in bringing human-centered design or service design or a mix <laughs> into <laughs> the organization and how did you overcome them? Right. So um, after I stumbled upon this methodology in one of those uh, online researches, I immediately brought it to my uh, non-local supervisor, my manager. Mm -hmm. uh, she's a true visionary. And where I was still new to it, she could already see how can we leverage it. And just like a week later in one of our um, group all hands, I saw my name followed with the title <laughs> service design. <laughs> And this is how my, yeah, my quest to bring service design started at Intel. So I was starting, um, starting to meet with regional managers and showcasing the greatness of service design and ask for opportunity in their team to utilize it. But I didn't get it <laughs> out of those uh, conversations. Um, the first opportunity came when we recognized a real pain that one of our uh, US team was dealing with, uh, which was in the diversity space, trying to attract more diverse candidates in specific event. And that was an opportunity for me uh, to try the service design blueprint uh, with them uh, in, in Portland. And then things were starting to follow till we even used it to transform the entire global talent acquisition group and we changed how we attract and hire talent into. So I think the biggest lesson I learned from this is not to over explain what is uh, the method you're trying to use uh, with your colleagues and, and avoid much of the theory and focus on finding real pains to solve and how it can benefit them. 
Mm -hmm. And that, yeah, that aligns with what I hear from others and also my own experience. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's really about the packaging. You don't have to say, oh, we're going to do this new thing. It's called design thinking and it's going to be great. And it does this and this and this. No, sometimes you just slip, you know, parts of it, mm -hmm. maybe even just the blueprinting yeah. or that just ideation or just prototyping in to solve a business challenge and then it works and people say oh can you do this again remember you did this the other day and it was really great you know they don't remember what it was called they don't care the only thing they care about is it worked exactly right? exactly right? so a barrier could could be try to over explain it so True. yeah over it. <laughs> over sell it over explain it yeah no, that's great advice. And so what's the impact you've noticed after having introduced service design to your organization and or, or the work you do? Okay, so um, our global talent or, uh, acquisition organization has completely transformed by applying uh, human-centric mm -hmm. care methodologies. Yeah, it started with global research, interviews we have, uh, we have done with the hiring managers, recruiters and candidates um, to design sessions mm -hmm. that kicked off this uh, program and a huge roadmap um, that touched each of the audience uh, interaction in the hiring space mm -hmm. um, we were going from a very transactional talent organization to an experience driven organization mm -hmm. so from mm -hmm. process oriented to a strategic partnership driven organization so that was our vision and mission at that point so the impact was huge we redesigned roles we completely changed our technology kit to support the changes that we've done if it's done crm uh, enhancement etc and we of course uh, rewrote and designed the processes for all the audiences involved so, so yeah the, the input was really big on the glo on the global scale mm -hmm. so so was the impact was on candidate experience hiring manager experience or all the three all the audiences it was uh, primarily started with the hiring manager uh, research, but then, of course, uh, influence on the hiring partners, the recruiters, the sources, the legion component, and the candidate, because all the three audiences are involved together. So it was a really huge uh, transformation. We redesigned roles, the roles of our partners within the global talent acquisition, the uh, partnership that we are uh, that we give to the uh, hiring manager, and the outcome of it is the candidate experience. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, have you started measuring um, like candidate experience surveys or hiring manager feedback, or how do you know how whether they like? the new model. Right, that's a good question. So we do have in place hiring managers uh, surveys that sent mm -hmm. every time and we do see and we thought that the, it was it, it got increases the satisfaction level of the hiring managers and the candidate experience we measure every year using the talent board, uh, the mm -hmm. candy award system. Mm -hmm. But we recently um, just launched just in January our first uh, candidate experience service a survey that we designed and I hope to design it and implement it and this is the way that we're going to uh, check and measure the candidate experience from now on 
So we do have measurements all over. So it's going to be more frequent than once a year than that yes. one? Or, yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah, we're going yeah. to start in once a quarter and then we're going to see, mm -hmm. we're going to iterate the question based mm -hmm. on the responses and we're, we've just received the first one and we analyze it, we gather some insights and we uh, come up with some recommendation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and we're going to change it yeah. accordingly. Yeah, like true design thinking, iterating, right? <laughs> exactly. Cool. So what's your favorite design thinking resource or hack? Um, okay. So um, to anyone who wants to try his way in service design, I highly recommend the practical service design blog and Slack community. Mm -hmm. I learned so much from this uh, blog and used the help of other designers in this awesome community. Uh, each time I had to consult with someone. Uh, they also hosted uh, several of my uh, blog posts, the one that you saw, uh, mm -hmm. after I learned the technique and used it. So I came back and shared my learning with the community mm -hmm. and everyone else there. So that would be my go-to in everything to do with service design. Mm -hmm. Great. Thank you. And so in summary, um, what tips do you have for those who want to get started with service design? Okay, uh, it really connects to the barrier that we spoke here before. I would say try with small steps, going for real pain points that your colleagues uh, are struggling with and avoid the over explanation. Just practice that design thinking various tools without all the theory involved, just focus on the benefits from, for the organization and the users, and that would bring you a tangible first success to keep mm -hmm. on and elaborate it with further usages. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Love that. And so to close us out, I have a quote for you that I'll let you react to. Are you ready? Yes. All right. So, quote, if I had only one hour to save the world, I would spend 55 minutes defining the problem and only five minutes finding the solution. End quote. Albert Einstein. That's a really good one. I love this quote of him. Uh, I think he was a design thinker himself. <laughs> yeah, he probably was. I think I've used multiple Albert Einstein quotes on this podcast before. <laughs> um, yeah, because yeah. we have heard some of the episodes. Yeah, uh -huh. and I think he understood the truth behind knowing your users, right? And defining the real problem to solve it. So in design thinking, we also, we spend a lot of time emphasizing with users and defining the problem statement before we ran to ideate for solutions. So that's exactly it. Yeah. Very much connecting. And that's a great close to our, our episode today. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm so excited. Um, and so uh, I hope our listeners, I'm sure our listeners enjoy it. Um, and I'll see everybody at our next Town Tales. Bye. Thank you. Bye.